Hello and welcome back to another team profile and projection here on Talking Baseball, where we're doing an episode a day every day until opening day. So subscribe if you are enjoying today's team, the Chicago White Sox. You guys rank them as the 27th best team. So the fourth worst team in baseball. I was a little surprised by this, but maybe it makes sense. They had an awful season. They finished fourth in the Central last year. They won 61 games. They were the 29th best team on the at home and the 27th on the road. So that was equal bad both places. They were 29th out of 30 teams in runs scored per game. Mm. And the culture got called out, most importantly, by like every ex-player that came through. Jake, they added a ton of guys. We got a lot in, a lot out, so <clears throat> I'll cut down on the Jakey jokes. Eric Fettywop. Oh, I lied. He's back from the KBO. John Brebia's twirling it in the pin with Tim Chill. Paul DeYoung might be keeping the shortstop uh, position warm for a little bit for our guy Colson Montgomery, but we'll see. Chris Flexen, and then they did that Braves trade where they just took flyers on everyone. Lopez, Soroka, Shoemaking, Schuster. Let the Schusting begin. Max Stassi always finds a way. Who they lost. Hate to get off on the wrong foot, but bummer. He's gone. Uh, Johan Ramirez, Patino. And then look at this list of Trace Thompson. Sorry. Look at this list of unsigned guys. Mike Clevenger, Liam Hendricks, Tim Anderson, Elvis Andrews, Yasmani Grindel, Brian Shaw, Handsome Hanser Alberto, Tyler Nakin. That's like, this is kind of a White Sox team that's turning the page, and that's why we're seeing them ranked so low. But is there still a little bit of juice in that lineup, Trev? Well, Paul Canerco, Jim Tomei oh. talked before the show even started. Yeah. My goodness. They don't, they're not in this lineup, though. They're not there anymore. Although I think Tomei's uh, doing something in the front office. We'll be talking about the front office, I believe, after this. But the lineup, like, literally the definition of, of insanity with me. Oh. Because I keep looking at this lineup, and I keep liking it, and I keep expecting things, and nothing happens. What did you say they were in runs per game last year? 29th, James? Mm-hmm. Andrew Benintendi at the top of that lineup. Andrew Vaughn. Like, I like those first two guys. Oh, La Pantera, Luis Robert Jr., Eloy Jimenez, Yuan Moncada. Like, that's a nice start to the top of your lineup. It hasn't gotten it done. I know there's been some injuries, people. Paul DeYoung at short. Oscar Colos, Cuban ball player, struggled a little bit. Uh, he'll be in the lineup. Martin Maldonado and Nicky Lopez rounds out that nine. And then Brett Phillips, non-roster invitee. They're having him listed on the bench uh, per fangrass. We'll see how that goes. Gavin Sheets, uh, Lennon Sosa, Max Stassi. The lineup is is there. Can they all be healthy? Can they produce and 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 do what these guys should be doing? That is yet to be seen. James, tell me about that rotation and the bullpen, please. Well, as we record this right now, Dylan Cease is in the rotation. Eric Fetty, Michael Kopech, Michael Soroka, mm. Chris Flexen, uh, Jared Schuster is on the watch list. Jesse Jesse Schultons. Those are similar names. Uh, the closer role, Gregory Santos. Brebia, Jimmy Lambert, Tuki Toussaint, Garrett Crochet, Tim Hill, Tanner Banks, Davey Garcia. So that's the rotation as we speak. Been a lot of trade talks about trying to get Cease uh, today. 
which is February 1st, Braves GM Anthopoulos yeah. had a quote saying, we tried, he's too expensive, they want too much. So maybe he gets traded in between now and the release of this, but if he doesn't get traded, if Cease is on the team, that's a pretty big starting point, um, I believe, for this team. Because if Cease pitches really well, they're going to trade him. If Cease pitches really well and they're in the division, what are they going to do? It's interesting because he has two years left. He's not the yeah. typical one-year rental guy. So, I mean, that's why he's, you know, AA said he's so expensive. And he should be. And, and Talk about Chris Getz coming and taking over as the GM. Chris, no, stick to your guns, dude. Like, you should be getting a nice package for this guy. So, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a lot of this season and the over-under and all the things we're going to be talking about, the success level of the White Sox. The offense is a big part of it, but is Dylan Cease in the rotation is probably the main part of it. Trev, I, I know we're we're not to the over-under yet, but we were both surprised in a way. Stay tuned, exclusive. Um, but, man, I, I mentioned some of the subtractions and, like, like, Tim Anderson, man, that guy batting titles and had an awesome run. He's one of the worst players in baseball last year. So, like, it, that that could be addition in a way. Elvis Andrews wasn't too far ahead. And I know I unfortunately have to lump Oscar Colas with them, but at least he was like a rookie, and, and maybe there can be any sort of growth from him. And it's not like they have him hitting leadoff or anything. Um, I, I don't know. It... It's the White Sox dilemma because it, I guess compared to some of these teams, the top chunk of the lineup, you're like, damn, like, you know, Luis Robert is the best player we've seen so far. Um, he went off last year. We said before last season, this was a prove it season. You remember Cuban Mike Trout or you just like a guy? He, he could be Cuban Mike Trout, like 38 homers from center field. That's no joke without a ton of help behind him. And, yeah, I, I think the question is, like, A, the culture around this franchise, B, the concept of they're clearly not going for it, even though they were, um, but that didn't work, so maybe we don't have to worry about that. And then it's just, do you believe in opportunities? Like, can a Mike Sor a 26-year-old Mike Soroka get you excited, or are you looking at that like, this, this isn't where you want to be, pal? Yeah, I think this is not where any of the people that joined want to be. Like uh, you said, they turned the page. I, my point was going to be, I don't think they've turned the page yet. Okay. I think they're like trying to, and this mm -hmm. season will be the bottoming out of this crew and this group. I mean, they're like culture, clubhouse culture came under attack from so many players last year saying there's no leadership. There's no, you join the White Sox and this is what we do and this is who we are and this is how we act. And now they have even more people just like joining for a year, using it as a place to like maybe get hot and get another contract somewhere. It just feels like the, this is a bunch of ingredients that uh, do not go together. I don't like see it happening. And I don't know if they uh, want to, even though they're saying they want to. Every every no, new GM and new manager wants to come gut something build. Well, that's I mean that's some of the quotes that that Getz has had, and I think you're totally right. It, it's it's a lot of like what I would consider good ingredients. I guess just didn't mix well together. Um, like orange and chocolate, that doesn't mix people. Why do people try to? Do I don't. That? I don't like that. I'm with you. What's up with that? 
anyways, there's there there are some interesting quotes and, and, and stuff about Getz. Like for Jerry Reinsdorf's faults, like he was a loyal person. He had that front office locked in. He brought in Tony LaRussa. Like there were some things there that loyalty probably ran its course a little bit. Now the new regime is here and uh, I'm reading an article here and it says Getz has pointed out a few times how last year's team lost 101 games so they couldn't bring back the same basic crew and hope to improve. Hallelujah, bro. Thank you for understanding that. He wants to get better defensively. He wants to get more athletic, kind of the way the game is going. He's a young guy, obviously a foreign player. He's with the Royals and a couple different teams, I believe, with the White Sox as well. Um, I I'm looking forward to seeing what his tenure has to bring. They also brought in Paul Yanish. Uh, another former player. He's the director of player development there. So th things are turning over in the organization. Um, and then, so that's that aspect of it. I think the front office understands like, Hey, we got some decisions to make on some of these guys like a, like a Yoan Moncada. And, and uh, I think Eloy has a, an option coming up for like 25 million bucks. So there's some things they have to talk about, but Andrew Benintendi still feels like how I felt last year. He's saying we need to play to our potential, and if that does happen, we're obviously going to be a lot better. Now, I do agree with the sentiment, but I just can't do it again, people. I've been believing in this White Sox team since 2021. It just hasn't worked out. Just look how many of these guys are off the books after after this year. It does yes. not seem like a year where the, the crew wants to uh, go in. Like, this is, this is a dump them year. They gave out a bunch of contracts. They got to take a bunch of flyers on guys. Hopefully they can do something, and then they will trade them. You know? If Soroka pitches great, he will be traded. If any of those bullpen guys, Tim Hill, if DeYoung, if Flexen, I mean, everyone everyone besides Fetty and Benintendi, basically, and Lou Bob. So, yeah. Somebody wants Benny. I think he's available. Is Lou Bob, don't call him that, sorry, La Pantera, is he available? I mentioned that last uh, trade deadline. People were like, this is crazy. Why would they ever do that? And I agree. Like, why would you ever trade a guy like that? But if you're in this transitional period, I mean, that's a they, way to bring back some. They got two club options on him, so they got him for the next four seasons. That's I know. It's too it's much to lot. trade. I don't even think you get, you would have to be, the teams offer. would have to be like eating money to do a trade like that. You're not just going to get prospect capital back that matches. If you could get draft picks, I think they would trade up, but they can't do yeah. that in baseball. Yeah. I agree with you. It's it's too much time, and, and I want him on the White Sox. I think he should stay there, but shoot, man. You're talking about Cease, two years left, what you can get for that guy. If Luis Robert was on the trade market at some point, it'd be, it'd be a hefty haul. I don't know what it would be. It'd be a lot. Is he gone? They better hope he pitches well and does. But yeah, I think so. so unless when, unless when they Cod sign him. A, unless they sign an extension. But why would Cease want to do that? Mancot is actually the one with this uh this team. They hold a twenty five million dollar option, five million dollar buyout for twenty twenty five. Last year he came back on July twenty fifth and slashed 281, 324, 464. Uh, so he came on and kind of showed that promise again. $25 million is a lot of money to pay somebody. That's an interesting decision that they have to make. Yeah, I mean, Moncada and Eloy, I, I think, is what Jimmy was alluding to. This is their last season as Chicago White Sox. Uh, it's just how does that go down? Um, like, I, I talked about it this 
this offseason a little bit. I thought Eloy might be a nice throw-in in the C steal because, again, he's a DH with an injury history that hasn't been super gaudy that gets paid a decent amount. And you're looking at someone like J.D. Martinez, who's in the free agent pool as we record this, who balled out last year, and he's trying to get a DH deal. So I was wondering if he was going to be a piggyback that would almost get a team excited about getting Cease while well, he's really just a throw-in. Um, I don't know. Again, for me... I mean, Benintendi, like, didn't hit righties last year? Really bizarre. Uh, Moncada and Eloy have had a combination of injuries and performance that I, I don't know. I guess as I'm looking at this page by page and comparing this to some of the teams we've seen, I actually kind of like it. But again, this is the scope of the bottom four teams in baseball. So when I say kind of like... Uh, I I use that very timidly. I mean, say Cease is gone halfway through the season. Sure. Or they or by the time this comes out, they've traded right. uh, their rotation. I mean, you can't. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Uh, something's gonna happen. Like Fetty went over to the KBO, won the Cy Young. We've seen a couple di- guys do do this now, where they kind of taste themselves, work on their stuff. Merrill Kelly for my snakes. Like I and I don't I don't know if it's gonna be Fetty. I don't know. Mike Soroka used to be really good. I just know he's he's never been on the field. So uh, and Kopech, I mean all all the talent in the world, but uh, got knocked around last year. So like again, there's enough. What was the word you used last time? I just don't spark. See, I don't see them getting like sixty percent of the innings needed. Well, don't the first of many of our TPPs, AL Central. Alk. What? Yeah. Anything I want to challenge Michael Kopech. Like, go be the guy that you should be, dude. Like, talk about eye tests and all this stuff. Like, come on, man. Like, just go be the guy. All you got to do is do it for like two or three more years, and you're gonna get, you're gonna get paid. Go out there and do it. I've been banking on you for quite some time. You too, Garrett Crochet. Let's go, guys. I do. I will say this. Chris Getz comes in, and. To tear a team down as like the first thing you do as a general manager usually is like that's gonna suck. I feel like he just should do it. Rip that freaking band-aid off right now. I don't think White Sox fans would be pissed at that at all. I think they'd say, good, like let's do it. Let's let's start this this process that we're gonna get to eventually anyway. So I think he's in like a, a unique position where there was so much holdover for so long that I think the fans would be okay with him being like, all right, guys, let's just Let's get this thing going. Here we're going to start playing for 2026, 2027 now. I think that's already happening. They still got a lot of names on this roster, bro. I mean, I think in his introductory press conference at the beginning of the offseason, he like went out of his way to say everyone's available. There's no untouchables. Yeah. It seems like all of them seems like uh half the statue's gone and they're going to use the duration of the season to Remove the bottom half. Might be able to sell that statue for parts. And at the DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Wow. Minimum $5. Sign up using promo code TALK. And they also have their DraftKings Daily Fantasy. have the shot to win cash prizes there. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and new customers use promo code TALKING and get a no-sweat bet. That's promo code TALKING only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Code TALKING. 
What's our over under with these guys? 63 and a half. How about us and LeBron James being peers? Mm, yeah. Often. DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, we often get compared to that. 63 and a half to me. I'll they, start this off. They won 61 I said I'd, last I'm year. I'm spilling the Kool Aid. I'm still drinking the last little bit here uh, with this team. I think they're going to win over 63 games. I think they, they're going to finish above this DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah, the whole AL Central might be just in the 70 range. Yeah, like 180 team, 85, maybe 165, and then 370s. I think the Tigers and the and the Twins are going to be in the 80s. I think one Spoiler of them alert. one of them will be in the 80s. And one of them could okay. be in the low 80s. One of them could be in the low 90s, James. Twins are going to be a good team this year. Mm. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to take the under. But I don't know okay. if that's the case. But I haven't deep dove on the Twins yet. We're only on the White Sox. Makes it harder. Could change my mind later on. Um, I don't know. Am I taking all overs? <clears throat> I'll take the under. Burn it down. Of the four we've done, you've, you're two and two overs and unders. No. That doesn't help me. <laughs> uh, I'm going over. I think this is my first over. Um, yes. Yeah, there's, there's still... The the parts of the statue that are remaining, I I don't mind. What is the statue we keep talking about? Trev, keep up, man. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. You're Stanford, man. Statue. Keep up. Um It's like just the legs. And like the, the stuff that got cleaned out. I think if Cease goes, they're just done. I think everyone goes at the deadline. They don't fill anything. Like there's a chance those last two months are just like if they fill it with anything, it's better than some, <clears throat> a lot of the ingredients that left last year. Mm. Like, if they replace it with 85 OPS plus players, <laughs> that's an upgrade. I, from I don't know. Year. I mean, Oscar Colas, they replaced him last year. He was horrible. Exactly. He's a Cuban ball player. Give him some time. That's what I'm saying. They, he was a replacement player. He was worse than the person he replaced. Right. So they're going to do that more in the second half if they get rid of these guys. What did you pick, the under or over, James? Under. Under. I'm over. J- uh, Jake Jake's Jake's over. over. Mm. 63's not a lot of wins. That yeah. division. Yeah, could beat up by the other one, so. Fetty's new Not's slider. Yet. Subscribe to the channel, please. Juby Terra, catching coach. Drew Butt. <laughs> White sucks. <laughs> Drew Butt. Hall of Fame person. <laughs>